0: This is the Pickle Planet podcast with Jenna and Taj. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it.
1: Here we are on the episode 8 of the Pickle Planet podcast. Yes. And today we're going to talk about something that uh, poor Jenna has had to deal with <laughs> yes. very, very closely uh, the past couple of days. We're going to talk about uh, Internet rules mm-hmm. and limits, maybe.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. That whole online world when it comes to kids. And it, I mean, it's a topic that comes up a lot, I think, among parents now, because even like I've seen kids, you know, as young as two with tablets and parents are putting them in front of, you know, kids, YouTube and thinking it's great and fine. And even when we were on vacation, we had a conversation with the other families. They're like, your kids don't know YouTube. <laughs> how did you, how do you get no YouTube in your house? I'm like, we just never did it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> There are other things that I wish we had not done that we've done, but that one so far, but we're starting to get into that. Like, you know, now that Claire is in school and the boys are going to start school there's a whole lot more coming at them yes, than when we were controlling their lives a little bit more. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're getting to that point where you have to figure out these balances of what's okay and what's not, because right from kindergarten, they have computer lab at school. So they're learning certain things about the computer and we want them to learn how to use it responsibly. But how do you find those, you know, how do you teach a six year old, what's not okay without telling them all the bad things that are not okay. Right. That's the hardest part for me is like, okay, well, how do I explain the rule in a way that you understand without then telling you all the bad things that are out there in the world?
1: There's... There's so many limits when, when you're a parent, right? Like that you, things that you don't realize you're going to have to talk about, or if you're like me prior to kids, you're like, well, my kid's never going to watch TV anyway. It's never going to be on the, <laughs> the internet anyway, so it doesn't matter. And and, and then, then you realize, happens. yeah, <laughs> kids are hard and mom needs a break. So here's a tablet, yeah. uh, which is, is hundred percent fine to do it in my house every day. Um, but yeah, with these limits and these, these rules and, and it creates a bit of fear mongering uh, amongst your kid well, as well. Yeah, right? You have
0: to find that it, like, that's the part that's tricky for me because it was easy enough when we decided as a family, what our like screen time rules were. And yeah, I have no problem handing over a tablet and here are the five games I've put on it. Right. But now we're moving past that stage of, well, no, you know, the kid saying, I want to play this game that my friend's playing. Like, okay. And so far it's like, okay, well, let's sit down together. Mm-hmm. We have to look at the game together first. And I have to go on and look at, you know, reviews of it and what have other parents said about it. And then come to that decision of like, yeah, like, so this one game that came up recently reminds me a lot of The Sims. I don't know if you ever oh, played The Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember The Sims. Yeah, The Sims. Oh, my goodness. I own like several different versions. And okay. Copies, and I totally <laughs> love that kind of game. So it doesn't surprise me that my kid wants to play a similar kind of game yeah. and wants to have her girl and dress her up in different outfits and then put different things in her room and do all this kind of stuff. It does sound
1: very fun, and actually. It sounds yeah.
0: great. Except this one particular game she wanted to play that all the other kids she knows are playing is an online game that, any, as far as I could tell, when I went on and created my own little person to play it, which it actually says, you know it's supposed to be for ages eight to 16 or something. And if you're older than that, you're not supposed to play. Oh, so (laughs) because lots of people listen to the rules. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, my character's name was parent. (laughs) yes. So I was trying to be very like obvious about what I was doing. Right. So I created a character just to go on and play the game. I said, okay, show me how you do this and where do you go? And, Oh, well you go to the skate park to find a boyfriend to find a boyfriend. Okay. So we click on the skate park And it's a chat room, basically, is what it is. There's everyone who's playing, who's at the skate park, is hanging out there, and they've got their little sim type people with their different outfits they've put on them. But they can talk to each other. And anyone could type in a message, and it pops up. You could also send private messages at the same time, and you didn't have to be friends with the person for them to message you. Right. And in the 10 minutes I was on there, I got bullied. I had people trying to start fights. I had some guy message me tell me he loved me and wanted to be my friend. What? I didn't even say anything. The character just stood there. I didn't even make it do anything. And then there's all these moves you can make it do and you can oh, animate man. your character and you can they can do like this little funky disco move, but they can also lie on the ground and sit on the ground and get do like a kicking motion and just like there are so many nasty things that someone oh my could gosh. do. You're right. Yeah. And it was just like this is just. And then I'm like, how do I explain in an age appropriate way to my seven year old mm-hmm. why I don't want her to play this? Yeah. When in her mind it's innocent and everyone she knows is playing it and people are just making friends. Well, aren't you supposed to make friends?
1: Oh, geez. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't throw that at you. Did she?
0: Not exactly. And not in those but exact it was words. Kind of yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'm so confused. Like, how do yeah. I'm yeah, like, well, no, it's, it's the same conversations we've had about YouTube because she comes home from school and friends of hers in her class have YouTube channels and they're on oh, YouTube uh-huh. and they, you know, well, why can't I go on YouTube and watch this? Like, well, because there's no control. Right. Like, but she even knows about kids' YouTube now. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> kids' YouTube does not mean that everything on there is 100% appropriate. No,
1: it really is not.
0: So I'm like, if it's YouTube, until you're old enough that you've sat down with Mummy and Daddy enough times and been on it that we know you understand how it works you're not to use it alone Mm -hmm. because I need to know that she understands the way that things just auto play and how to get out of them and how to, because at some point, yes, I have to trust her judgment to learn how to filter out the things that she should be filtering out because I'm not always going to be there watching what she does, but it's different than, you know, like when we were kids and it was like, Oh, well I need to teach you how to be safe to walk to the corner store alone this is a lot different. It is a lot different. There's so many variables when you give your child access to the internet, because even as an adult, there's no control over who's out there and doing what and trying to send you whatever. So how do you make that? Like, yeah, even these like kid friendly places can easily have non kid friendly things in them. And yeah, you can't plan for every what if, and we don't want our kids to not know how to use things, but it's, yeah, those tricky lines of trying to figure out like, okay, how do I explain it to you that not everyone out there is nice. Right. And so you need to be vigilant against that without, yeah, fear mongering and like just making my kids afraid of strangers and afraid of the internet. <laughs>
1: That's hundred percent. Like we, well, we both grew up in small towns. So in my town, my, I like there, there was never anything to be afraid of. Right. So I wasn't raised being afraid to do anything, but now like I don't even like my, like I live in the country and I don't even like my kids being in the backyard where I can't see them. So, but the, yeah, to try to explain to them why the kid across the street's allowed to play wherever he wants to play and why mm-hmm. you're not allowed to, I use, and I'm getting away with it for now, but just the, the, the simple, like, well, I'm not his mom or I'm not their mom. And and mommy has different rules. Mm. she has yet to ask me what the rules are <laughs> and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I have at least another year until she's seven. But
0: <laughs> yeah, but it comes quick. It could it, yeah, that's and, it. And it's, and you're not ready. No. And it's so hard with, you know, there are so many things out there that, you know, there are games that I want them to play and, and I don't think anymore <laughs> <laughs> that every game needs to be educational or it needs to be, you know, of a certain caliber. I'm like, it's okay if the animation is terrible and it looks even worse than The Sims did 10 years ago. (laughs) And yes, I get that, you know, you want to just put ridiculous outfits and play fashion, dress up with this computer person. I've become okay with the idea that, okay, yeah, I think it's mind-numbing, but that's what we do online too, right? Exactly. You need to have that. Like, I'm not going to police that part of the content and not say, Oh, you can't play that because I don't think it's you know, smart enough. Right. No. Okay. You want to play dress up. You can play dress up. But like last night, my husband and I were sitting there going, okay, so should we just go buy the Sims? And like, here you go. You can play the Sims without connecting to the Correct. internet part yeah. of it. Like if you want to do this, in, in fact, there's probably still <laughs> a version of the Sims in our house that would work on the computer. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like that, That part of the game. And that was the conversation I tried to have with Clara as we sat down and played this game. I was like, okay, what part of the game do you like? Oh, yeah. Right? Is it, it's the dressing her up and being able to, you know, get enough coins that you can buy a pet. Okay, so it's not, you know, the chat room and the, you know, need to find a boyfriend aspect that you're paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's find another game that does this, the dress up, that doesn't have exactly well, and that's it. What, why is, does there need
1: to be a cha- Like if there's a chat room, then it needs to be older than eight years old to start yeah. because at their age, they're not understanding grammar. They're not understanding. Oh, goodness, grammar was so... Well, I can imagine how <laughs> awful it was. Just imagine. But like, Stop. this is, this is the reason that kids these days, they're depressed at eight years old and they're, you know, when they should be out and living their life and being care- carefree mm. They're, they have all these issues already because of these games and you you can't get away from it.
0: Well, yeah, and it's not, it, it's not necessarily the game itself. Like I said, like, yeah, that idea of, like, and some people will talk about, oh, well, it's so mindless and, you know, at least if it was educational, I'm like, no, it's that interaction and that and then it's that whole side, too, of, like, okay, if my kid's the only one who's not allowed to play with it, what does that do? Well, right. like, yeah, I've got to stick to my guns and be like, no, I'm sorry, you're going to be the one kid who's not allowed to do it then because it's just not okay. Yeah. And, and that brings a whole other host of issues with it, but at least I feel a little bit better about being that mom. Well, because you than, know what?
1: Eventually, that game, nobody's going to care about it.
0: Well, and, and especially, so this one particular game that kind of started this whole thing this week, when I went on, so my go-to, this is my tip for everyone, and I try to share this often, but I, <laughs> I should probably do it, like, weekly for parents. Common Sense Media. Yes, I was going to ask you to do that. Love it. Yeah, Love it. And I, I think it was one of my cousins, whose kids are, like, a year or two older, who put me onto it a couple of years ago. It is my go-to. Although I have to say, when I was trying to use their search function yesterday to search up this particular game and like other things, it was not working the way I wanted it to. (laughs) But for movies, it's been amazing. And it's very good. It was very good to look specifically for one thing. So this game, I knew the name of the game. Mm -hmm. I put it in their search engine and boom, it pops up. And the game itself is targeted for ages eight and up. The parents who have rated it on this site and commented on the site say it should be for 16 plus whoa the kids who have reviewed it and commented on the site say it should be for 12 plus wow and the first review that comes up for this one game is a 16 year old girl saying my eight year old sister wanted to play and i told my father she couldn't because it's not appropriate so it, holy the 16 year old mm-hmm is old enough to recognize what's happening and go, no, no, no. What's happening in here is not meant for kids this young. Even if that's who they say the game is for, you need to be old enough to tell people where to go. when They try to, you know, hit you up for whatever. Yeah. When you're going to the boy, to the skateboard to look for a
1: boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like you,
0: you know, so it it's really neat to see when kids review the things Mm -hmm. and share their opinions about it. And on common sense media, like there'll be something that, the site itself has officially put up as like a little, you know, this is what it's about, this mm-hmm. is, and they do this for movies, they do this for games, they do this for books. Wow. So if you're like wondering, you know, this brand new movie has come out, is it age appropriate? Like, oh, it's got a G rating. Well, that doesn't tell you enough if you've got little kids a lot of the time, right? It's like it's a true. G rating could be fine for the eight year old, but not okay for the four year old. Yes. And so this site will break down and be like, Oh, it has this type of cartoon violence, or it has this theme of abandonment, or, you know, it gives those kind of triggers of like, you know, if your if your child is upset by, you know, the, also this week we had Clara say, I don't like princess movies. They're all sad. They're all scary because there's always that element of, you know, a lot of those princessy types there's that element of someone, you know, someone's mother dies or someone yeah. is abandoned. There's all this like scary stuff. Like we watched The Little Mermaid. My kids hated it. Yeah, <laughs> they were terrified and they were sad and they thought like there was like nothing about it that they enjoyed. Really. Yeah, and like yeah, the music's really fun, but the story is on the story's atrocious. There are many different levels. yeah,
1: and that's not, not even age appropriate. Like, and they. They dumbed that down to oh make it a God. kid yeah. movie. Well, I mean like, oh
0: yeah, all the original fairy tales are, are so, so not good.
1: <laughs> fairy tales, I don't know why. Murder tales is more well, like it, but it's anyway. just
0: scare children to not, you know, Yeah. Yeah, that's, home. Right.
1: that's right. Talk about fear mongering. <laughs> so
0: yeah, it's not yeah. new. No. It's not new. No. We just get to deal with it in so many different ways now. But so for me, common sense media has been like my go to of when I want to know if a movie's going to work for our family. Because what works for us might not work for another family, right? Every kid has a different interest level and a different maturity and different things that are okay for your family that are not okay for mine and vice versa. And so I find this site is really good for letting you go through different people and the people who use the site are the type who tend to really share their opinions about why it worked for their family or why it didn't so it's not just like going on rotten tomatoes and someone going oh this everything's negative right right no it's people going oh my kid really responded well to this or my kid really responded badly to this part of the movie or as a parent i was appalled at this Mm -hmm. and so a lot of like a lot of the movies that um, come out and sometimes have maybe racial undertones that you wouldn't necessarily realize before you went into the theater.
1: Yeah. That they're not going you to put that in the there. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: sometimes I think those things do happen by chance. It's not meant to come across. Like there there was a big controversy not that long ago, about. um, oh, it was a movie about dogs, about, um, show dogs. Yeah. And it was, like, just this summer. It was coming out this summer. Yeah,
1: wasn't Dennis Quaid in it or something like that? Someone. Yeah. And it was
0: meant for kids, but there was a whole scene where, was like, the dog was getting neutered or something? Or, no, getting, part of the, like, like when you show a dog, part of it is checking its genitals oh. and stuff, I think, isn't oh. it? I don't know. I've never uh, shown know, a dog
1: well, before. But. I
0: know, <laughs> I know when you do, like, 4-H and whatever, you can learn how to, it's called sex a chicken, which is just telling what sex <laughs> the chicken is, not something you know, that you should know. Now we're going to have to put like an explicit warning on this episode. (laughs) But but there was this whole scene in this movie about show dogs that was not inaccurate in terms of what happens, but some of the phrasing and some of what went on, a lot of parents found it really inappropriate. Right. And not necessary for the storyline to show this to kids because it was a lot of one of the dogs didn't want this to happen and was saying, like, no, I'm not comfortable, and no, you have to do it anyway. And oh it was my like, gosh, great. Yeah. What kind of messaging? Like, and yes, there are times when I think we probably all get a little oversensitive to yeah. some of, you know, how one person interprets things or whatever. But you know what your own limits are. And so something like Common Sense Media helps you kind of go through and go, oh, well, if that triggered it for this person, I'd probably feel that way too. Right. And if it's kind of thing that doesn't bother you, well, then and let it go exactly
1: right but yeah you're right and that would kind of keep me on edge is that oversensitivity of people these days really really irks me Mm -hmm. so um i at the same time would be wondering is it people just like i need something to complain about so i'm gonna complain about it Mm -hmm. i.e rotten tomatoes or whatever right uh even though my husband won't watch a movie without checking rotten tomatoes first
0: (laughs) well now he can check rotten tomatoes and you can check Common Sense media yeah
1: (laughs) exactly we'll find a happy medium in there somewhere, which probably will fall on a, like, you know, Tommy boy for the 900th time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but what, what I like about something like that is it's not that I think we need to shelter our kids from all of these things. Because we can't. If you just shelter your kid from everything, then when they finally interact with it, it's going to be disastrous. Yeah. I think. But if you're aware as a parent that this is going to come up in a game or a movie then you can mentally prepare for the conversation you want to have about it. Right. And that's, that's the tricky part. That's the work that we need to do as parents. I think is to, I like having that heads up of what conversation I'm going to have to have so I can figure out how to have it in an age appropriate way and try to get my kids to understand what those nuances are. So they learn to make good decisions when they're out there on their own dealing with the internet or dealing with, you know, they go to a friend's house to watch a movie and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They need to have their own skill set. But I want to know that I've given that to them before they interact with all this stuff.
1: Correct. And what do you, how do you feel about people? Like if the, if, if the tables had been turned and Clara was at the other friend's house and those parents were allowing her to play that game, What what, what do you do in that situation? We've been in a situation where Sarah's been at someone's house and she was allowed to watch a movie that we would have never allowed Mm -hmm. in our house. And then, and then what do you do? You know,
0: because, well, I think it depends on so many variables, right? It's like, you know, how secure is their friendship? How secure is your friendship? How, you know, how far outside of your bounds was the game or the show or whatever mm -hmm. happened, right? Because it's everyone, has their own different levels. And I I do think our kids need to be exposed to those different things. But yeah, it's really tricky when you're like, Oh, is that, you know, you you don't want to hold your kids back. Right. But yeah. yeah, And I, I try to remember back when I was a kid and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So let me think about when I went to this friend's house the limits were like way up here oh yeah went. yeah <laughs> and then i go to this friend's house and it was like oh this house is way more shut down than mine yeah and it was like yeah. okay good i kind of fall in the middle and i kind of but it was still i think my parents still had enough of an idea of what those different extremes were and they knew the parents well enough and i don't remember any time when my parents kind of interfered yes. in that sense yeah um other than in what we would call junior high I can remember uh yeah having f- friends who had friends that were older and they came to the house one time my dad shut it down yeah <laughs> I, I knew and that was that was hard
1: um it just kind of it's sometimes it shocks me what parents are willing to say to their kids like you and I are hesitant to explain the dangers that are out there and many parents will just jump right on like well that person could take you or yeah, you know, this amazing. person could hurt you or this and there's limits to that obviously like it's not like I haven't said to Sarah before like you know you need to stay where I can see you because someone could come out of anywhere at any time but it also depends the kid too right like Sarah I can say that to Aaron I couldn't there's no way Aaron would be like I'm never talking to anybody ever again yeah. and Sarah's like alright cool so <laughs> I, it really, yeah, depends yeah. your limits, I guess.
0: Yeah, and it is. It's that tricky, like, yeah, how do you teach your kids about the dangers that they're without scaring them about the world? Because I don't want to live in fear of everything that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. That's not how I live my life. Like, yeah, all that bad stuff could happen to me anytime. But I don't walk around hyper aware. Right. And but when those times when I'm, you know, interacting with someone and i'm like ooh, yeah bad vibe here like i know how to extract myself from the situation yeah so those are the skills that i want to make sure my kids end up with the like not to be afraid of everyone not to think that yeah the crime rate is through the roof and everyone's being assaulted and everyone's that when you look at the numbers i don't think that's what's happening in the world right like stranger danger is still not you know, the big, big, bad boogeyman. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, the tricky people in your life. It's, you know, stranger danger is minuscule when it comes to the things that could actually hurt our kids, in my opinion. Right. Like, and, and I think the statistics bear that, right. It, so it's, it's a much harder thing to try to talk about those nuances of, well, no, if that person's saying they love you and they want to be your friend, Maybe they are. Maybe that's another eight-year-old that just wants a friend.
1: That just really wants a friend. Exactly. Maybe
0: that's a scuzzy 50-year-old man who's going to (laughs) ask you next where you live. Yeah. But I don't want to put that image in your head because I I want you to make those decisions and come to those conclusions and know how to deal with it and not think that everyone is out to get you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to live that way.
1: No, you know, it's it's living in fear Mm -hmm. and it's, it's living of, it's not, it's not living is what it is. It's, you know what I mean? Like if you're living inside this bubble, then you're never going to see all of the good stuff that's outside of the bubble. And there are a lot of good things on the internet and there are a lot of fun games for kids and there are a lot of great movies, but Mm. you're right. It's just a matter of how we approach it. Which clearly we have no answer to.
0: No, no, and I don't think anyone <laughs> yeah. does have the answer no, to it. Because no. I think, yeah, every family's different. Every kid's different, the way they react to different things. Mm-hmm. And I think the more access we have to the internet, the trickier it gets for everyone. And not just as a parent with your kids, even for yourself. Like, the, the scams that go around on Facebook. And Constant, like, yeah. It's, you know, it's not just a kid thing. It's everyone. It, I mean... You and I can remember when the internet became a thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's still so new that people are still figuring out how to use it and to use it properly and figure out how to just be decent people. And I don't know, I'm hoping that we're kind of getting to that point where it's been around long enough and there are enough people on it that people are starting to become aware and starting to think more about, okay, how do we teach people to be decent human beings? online as well as in real life exactly but yeah there are people who are not decent no matter what no (laughs) matter what the situation
1: exactly whether you're behind a keyboard or in front of the person's face there's just bad people out there making the internet a better place policing it better people are always going to find loopholes around it um but i think probably a major part of teaching our kids the correct way to use the internet is also to teach them to not be fake that you don't portray yourself as somebody else on the internet when you're not that person. Same thing in real life is that you can be anybody you want on the internet, but then you're fooling everyone, Mm -hmm. which makes you just as bad. Yeah.
0: And then, yeah. I mean, maybe not
1: just as bad, but yeah.
0: And that whole idea too of like, you know, the internet people, they feel that much more freedom when they're behind a keyboard and they're not looking you in the face, Mm -hmm. right? They say things. And Some of it is stuff that people would say to your face and they are that nasty and cruel. And that's also part of growing up. You need to learn how to deal with that because not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to be nice to you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think there's a whole aspect of that and the way people can gang up and how quickly things can escalate with the internet that we never had to experience. Not
1: not in a million years. I barely knew how to use Hotmail. Like that's, you know, when I, I,
0: when I got my first email account on Hotmail, I had, like, two people I could send messages to right. because no one else I knew even understood what I was talking about. <laughs> I was in high school, and, like, it w- once you hit university, people were getting issued email yeah. addresses. Right. But I was, you know, going to conferences and getting involved in things before that. And so, yeah, I had, like, none of my friends had email addresses because we were still in high school.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And I used to still print off my emails, like, they were letters that <laughs> I would get from my friends. And I remember those innocent days yeah. of...
1: How and cool this was and the a yeah, eh, the yeah, dial no, tone yeah. yeah
0: oh my gosh yeah, had the dial up oh yeah.
1: and and now you can but, be on the internet anywhere anywhere you are yes
0: anywhere anytime multiple platforms and yet yeah, you can hide yourself very easily on there if you want to but yeah it's it's a tricky thing because we didn't have to go through it right it's that that for me is the hard part because when it comes to a lot of other parenting things I can put myself back in. What was I like when I was five, when I was eight, Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, I remember it from my perspective and I remember what my parents did. This was not a topic then. This was not, no one's got, not enough people have gone through this for us to know the best route, I don't think.
1: Right. And it's easy for us to say, well, just turn it off, turn it off. But they don't know how to turn it off because their life has revolved around, Electronics. Yeah. And
0: and that's not the answer. Turning it off is not the answer. That's not going to give our kids the skill sets they need to deal with life. To deal
1: with it. Exactly. Well, I hate that you had to go through that, but I'm happy that you did it before me. And (laughs) And at least
0: it was was an easy one. Like, nothing really bad happened. It was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, no, this could go bad places. Right. We're going to shut this down and we're going to try to have a conversation about why we're shutting it down without scaring you about the world right and i think we got that and i think that it's it's gonna be okay but
1: well it's been a couple of days is she still mad at you
0: uh, i think the mad part has subsided oh, now good good uh we'll see unless like word gets around that you know no kid in salisbury can play this particular game because clara's mom said so oh geez then you better yeah. watch well, yourself no, put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it out on my kid yeah it's totally me
1: it was a yeah um, you're old. You can handle it. Yeah, you're fine. She's yeah, only that, seven. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no. There's yeah. Uh, any game that puts my kid in a chat room that I can't sit there and watch her interact, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say no.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I,
0: like I, yeah, she can be in a chat room if I'm sitting there. The, I, I, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. yeah, there's we have friends. They have. Uh, she's twelve, I believe, and so she's got her own phone, which is completely monitored. Mm-hmm. But uh, and she might not know that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but they all, like I was making fun of, of, uh, her mom. Cause I was like, you have this musically app on your phone and I'm like, come on, man, what are you doing? And she's like, oh no, I have to use it to, to monitor her. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even think of that because it is constant just singing into your phone and whatever, right. Making a mm-hmm. music video. And these 12 year old girls are so sexualized these days yeah. that like these grown men are on there. Messaging these mm-hmm. little girls, so uh, they're able to watch her account and and make sure that weirdos aren't adding her as friends. Uh, but she seems to understand that enough and is not accepting the weirdos that exactly. are that's, that's are trying key. to be her friend. So hopefully that plays out. And at first, I know that she was really upset that they were like they were also on the apps and like why do you mm-hmm. need to be on Instagram if I'm on Instagram. <laughs> well yeah. because you need to be monitored because you're 12.
0: Yeah. And so. it's and it's trying to make that that delineation for your child that it's not that I'm mistrusting you. Yes. I'm mistrusting everyone else. Exactly. And I need you to show me that you've got the skills to deal with them and then I'll start to back away. And right. I think like that part I get and I remember I remember being the kid who had more limits than pretty much all my friends. Yes. Up until this magic point in high school. Where all of a sudden my friends were getting pulled back by the parents going, no, you can't stay out that late. No, you can't have the car. No, you're, and all of a sudden I was the one being told, oh yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could take the car overnight or you can go to the party and you know, if you need a drive, call for a drive. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I have the car cause I'm the only one who gets to have a car. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to drive because yes. I want to be able to enjoy it. And there, there was this shift of my friends who had had all this leniency Suddenly came up against it in high school when their parents went, Oh, no, you can't go party or you can't Mm. do this. And they rebelled. Whereas I had built up the trust and I had built up responsibility. And suddenly I was the one who was getting the green light to do things that they weren't. Right. And that's, that to me is what I want to happen. I want to have that same kind of rules and structure and enough that I feel confident that I can let my kid go out and trust them to come home at the right time and to not get in a car with someone drinking or smoking up or you yeah know, if they're going to try things that they're trying it in an environment they've controlled and so because yeah kids are going to try stuff
1: oh yeah oh yeah hundred percent
0: but I want my kids to put themselves in a safe spot when they do it
1: there's and that's it my parents were the same way like I could go to whatever party. But sure as hell, at midnight, my mom was there. Didn't matter what I'd done at the party. She didn't care. But she was there to make sure that I was home in my own bed every single party. And half the party would leave with me. Yeah. And and mom would drive them all home. And she just knew that I knew that I had limits. And that was totally cool. But I was learning things from these limits. Maybe not when I was 15 and 16 and whatever. But now... Like, I'm, I'm glad I had those limits exactly. and I'm, I'm glad that, that I'm going to hopefully know how to give my kids those limits as well. So I never thought of her as being like an overprotective mom or anything. And I don't think any of my friends ever felt that either because they willingly came with us to leave <laughs> well, the party. Oh, I can a, get a ride home. Yeah. Oh, look, Joanne's going to drive everybody home. That's and awesome. And us
0: on the way about and what not, happened. Or, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Just giggle about whatever. So it it was a good thing. And, and same thing, like I, then I would start to get like the, like, yeah, I always had to go home at midnight, but I'm the one that would have the car the next day. Or, you know, like, yeah, I can go to the beach all day tomorrow instead of my parents being mad that they've mm. picked me up hungover or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's, it it's a good thing if you're 15 and you're going through it. Trust me, it's you're good.
0: Not to this Is it, you're not you're, to you're cards, not. you're not. You're <laughs> not. Why are you but, listening to us? Yeah.
1: <laughs> then you already have really great parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're on in the car. Come on.
0: Maybe. Could be. Maybe. Could be.
1: But there's, I think, and parents need to listen to their kids at the same time, right? To, to know, like, on this game or in this chat room or whatever, and it wasn't okay. So mm-hmm. you know, if you have like an older child and a younger child's in the game, tell your parents. That this game is not okay for younger people. I don't know. I think yeah. we can all work together and help each other out. Exactly. That's what this is all about. Oh, right? man. I hope so. <laughs> I am not looking forward to I have so many things that... Like, when you said in the beginning of the podcast there that they start them on computer class in kindergarten, I'm like, yep. Sarah never once told me she was on a computer. Never once.
0: Maybe your school didn't. Our school. They had yeah. a computer lab. Yeah. Anyway,
1: And then I'm like, maybe yep. I don't talk to my kid enough. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want her to go outside and have fun. And there's days where that's just not going to happen. Right. So, but computers, they they need to know it. That's why, that's why my three-year-old has a tablet because like, people are like, what do you mean your three-year-old has a tablet? She has to learn. She has to learn how to use it. We did give them YouTube kids. I put all the restrictions on it. Like it was just like female empowerment cartoons. They're allowed to watch. She turned out to be extremely boring. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, when I first gave it to them, I would just put a couple of limitations on there and then you start going in to see what they're watching and it's videos of kids or adults playing with toys.
0: Oh yeah. But Those,
1: you oh. have that same toy sitting beside you. Why don't you just go play with that toy instead of watching somebody play with it? And why yeah, are I, adults doing that?
0: Because kids watching you make money. Yeah. Well, at... For me, that, that, those are the best case scenarios. Right, 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 right. Is yes, yes. It's because your yes. YouTube channel is making money off mm, of it because mm-hmm. kids watch it. That's the best case scenario. The, yeah, the worst case scenario is they've got very ulterior motives.
1: Yes, but, and even yeah. though you've made it to YouTube kids.
0: Yeah, no, there's still, and yeah. Yeah, there's still some of those weird videos that people make that are cartoons and kids that are, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's a Not whole other pipe that yeah. I
1: don't want to go down. So put those limits on. We've since deleted YouTube kids. I, I said goodbye to it, and then surprisingly, my kids don't want their tablets anymore. Shocking surprise, there, yeah, huh? See,
0: yeah, we, YouTube is just because we're not big YouTube people either. Like, I don't watch things on YouTube. I don't even watch Insta Stories. Like, I just don't get it. I know. Every I'm, now and then I'll do them, guys, but it's not. She yeah. doesn't really know what she's doing. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't understand. Just watching everyone el- else's life go by like that it's, it's just it's not it's me. The, yeah it's not, it doesn't interest me
1: it's the way of the so, world right it's the instant yeah. gratification it's the yeah.
0: well and it's getting someone there was a neat video going around the other day but it was some guy giving a valedictorian speech i think at a university and he was talking about that that constant surf mode that we're in like you just you have to make a decision you need to like, stop just scrolling. Stop the yeah. the, the constant scroll. That's what yes. I was. it was about. The constant scroll. Yes. You sit there at Netflix and you spend 30 minutes going through all the options and you don't pick anything. Yep. People are doing that with their entire lives. And, like, yeah, sometimes it's hard to make a decision. 100%, but, yes. But there's so much time that people are wasting just scrolling, just scrolling. and clicking. Yeah. And are you really getting value out of that? And there are things that I think are valuable on the internet, obviously that's Cl- what I've been doing with my life yes. the last couple yes. of years. Yes. And, but yeah, there's, you, you have to find that balance somewhere. And I think a lot of, and there are times I get caught in that same constant oh. scroll. Thing. Oh like yeah. It's, but it's to recognize it and then go, Oh no. Okay. Gotta, Two get to Tune out of there. Get yeah. Out of there. And yeah, YouTube and like those, those apps that are set up to just constantly keep going, like the way Insta stories do, like that it never ends unless you, physically stop
1: unless you turn it off right i've and never I've... clicked into an insta story i'm sorry i've oh, never watched one of yours you that, i apologize that's right. I... but <laughs> yeah so... i didn't know that they just kept going so you just go from one person yeah, to another or just
0: yeah, it'll, or it'll every go... insta
1: story you've done
0: no it'll go through other people so okay. like that little so... bar that's up the top and now it's in facebook too that story is up the top yeah 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 i'm assuming it works the same way in facebook because i have to admit i don't think i've clicked in to watch any in facebook i have clicked and watched insta stories though and you start on one and it goes through however many that stories lineup. that person yeah. has done and then it just goes to the next person in your feed and the next person and the next person and if Whoa. you don't like one you can flick to the next one quicker oh wow but it doesn't stop unless you take yourself back out and YouTube's the same thing it just goes and goes and goes and sometimes when I want music in the background that's great yes but if it's your kids sitting there watching unboxing videos for five hours mm-hmm. well no I don't see the value in that
1: yeah and yeah that's because there is no value in it just a heads up
0: <laughs> except for the people who make that actually it's make value so, out of it yes. yeah that kid that's making millions so.
1: yeah that Ryan kid yeah. yeah. which I did allow I did allow him to watch that for a bit because I thought he was cute and then <laughs> he got really annoying so,
0: so. funny because when you just said that all I saw was Eric from watching it
1: <laughs> he probably does Yeah, my co-host on the radio yes He's, he probably does watch those videos. He definitely watches a lot of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> He'll know uh, who we we're talking yes. about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Anyway, we should probably stop talking. We should
1: We've stop been, talking. We, yeah. We
0: need, we need to stop. You gotta, gotta stop sometimes. That's right. Stop scrolling.
1: <laughs> we'll see you on episode <laughs> nine. <laughs>